0: Looking in Romans ninth chapter, looking to read to you from the New Living Translation, verses 6 to 14. I believe uh, during our devotion, uh, we were in the Old Testament looking in uh, Exodus 34th chapter, correct? looking how the glory of God passed over Moses. And what I want us to glean from that time of devotion, of pointing towards God, was that the Lord proclaimed his name to Moses. To proclaim, to mean to describe, to tell of who he is, his character, his conduct. And he said he covered his hand over Moses because Moses could not see him his face, but he could see his the glory behind him. So he said, after he passed by and he proclaimed, the Lord is good, compassionate, merciful, that he has mercy on whom he wants to have mercy, compassion on whom he wants to have compassion. And what he was saying to Moses at that time is that, Moses, y'all done messed up. I'm talking to you, giving you my holy commandments, but y'all got tired and made a golden calf, and and, and, and God was ready to be away with them, but Moses pleaded to him, God, you know, because God said, I'm going to start over with you, he said, no, have mercy, O oh Lord. And the Lord says, "I will." So now Moses said, "I'm feeling a little leg up here." So God, if you really going to be with us, because God told him, "I am going to leave from you. I'm not going to put up with y'all stiff-necked people. I cannot dwell with such wickedness." So Moses said, "All right, God, since you said you're going to be with me, show me your face." He says, "I basically Moses, I want confirmation, God, that you have not left me. I want to see your face." And so God says, "Not because you deserve it, but because I'm merciful, because I'm compassionate." I will let you see my glory. And so that brings us to where we are in Romans, as Paul is pointing out that it is God's right. It is God's decision. He is just in all his ways. So if God chooses to do something, it is right because God is right. And so he does not have to show us mercy, but he does because he loves us. But yet, just as he has shown us love, he also has the right to show us his wrath. So we want to look at, in this process of understanding, as this hymnist wrote, Lord, have thine own way. Have thine own way. Reading from the New Living Translation, Romans 9th chapter. If you're not there, say, hold on. If you're there, say, let us begin. The Word of God says, amen, you may, you may stand in honoring a reading of God's Word. I'm reading from the New Living Translation because I love the way they phrase it and put it into So hopefully you can grasp And So if your translation is a little bit different, that's all right. I'm going to hopefully, if you pray for me, I'll make it clear. Amen. Amen. Well then, has God failed to fulfill his promise to Israel? No. For not all who are born in the nation of Israel are truly members of God's people. Being descendants of Abraham doesn't make them truly Abraham's children. For the scriptures say, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. Though Abraham had other children too. This means that Abraham's physical descendants are not necessarily children of God. Only the children of the promise are considered to be Abraham's children. For God had promised, I will return about this time next year and Sarah will have a son This son was our ancestor, Isaac. When he married Rebecca, she gave birth to twins. But they were born, I'm sorry, before they were born, before they had done anything good or bad, she received a message from God. This message shows that God chose people according to his own purpose. He calls people but not according to their good or bad works. She was told, your older son will serve your younger son. In the words of the scriptures, I loved Jacob, but I rejected Esau. Are we saying then that God was unfair? Of course not. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. 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 If, with your prayers, I'm gonna try to deal with this, but I, I know it's rough. Seeing, seeing, seeing that part of of I love Jacob, or I rejected, or I hated. Uh, Esau, that, if that does not bring pause to you, it brought pause to me. But before I get there, before I get there, amen, and I told y'all, we, we're in a different community, so the more y'all talk to me, the quicker I get done. I know some of y'all are looking at your watch for the Bears game, but I might be a bit longer. It might be halftime. I don't care. But if you say amen, all, y'all with me now. All right. I want us to grab today that God is just in all his actions and, his, and shows mercy on who he chooses to show mercy for his glory. Can you help me? I'll tell somebody, for his glory. So I want you to understand that God makes choices not based on conditions of man, but for his glory. Can somebody help me? i say for his glory. So in other words, God's right means he has the right to do what he wants to do because he's right. Sometimes in our lives that we think we have a right or inalienable rights or God-given rights or things that are inherited that are deserved upon us, but really, if you look at the truth of the matter, when we say inalienable rights, it says God-given rights, mm, 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 mm. which means that you have nothing what God's given you. I got a few people with me, but. If you don't catch on to it, the, the government has told us that we all have inannual rights or God-given rights. Even the government understands that everything we have came from God. But the sad thing is that they don't believe what they said. Amen. But that's another message, but I'm going to get back to our text today. I want us to look at not only our choices, but God's choices. We can understand choices based on right and wrong. We discriminate. Now, I want us to look at, the, at what you will say the superior definition of discrimination. We have been so maligned and, and, and misused that when we hear discrimination, we think of how prejudice towards us and have not treated us right. But when you look up interpretation and the understanding of discrimination is to make a difference or distinguish, to distinguish accurately as judging of evidence. In other words, that we ought to be able to discriminate, that we should be able to make accurate judgments and choices based on evidence. Let me help somebody out. That's why they put labels on medicine. So you will know what you're getting. So you can discriminate. Should I take this? Some of us need to read it because some of us got a lot of issues. And a lot of those issues are on that bottle. and say, do not take if you have this. Oh, that's me. (laughs) I'm going to make my problems worse if I take this. So I have to discriminate on what I need to put upon my system based on the evidence that has given me. Can I help somebody out that God has given us some evidence? He's shown us right. He's shown us wrong. He's shown us holiness. He's shown us wicked. I like how the Hebrews writes Said God, Jesus, is the exact representation of his image. John goes on be- in the beginning of his letter, so we beheld his glory. And so we understand what it means to be holy, to see that. We've seen the evidence about it. So ba- the basis of our judgment is oftentimes subjective and maybe limited information because we don't have all the evidence. I'm going to talk to somebody but in comparison to God's judgment, to God's choices, to God's decisions, he always makes the right decision over the wrong decision because God can never make a wrong decision. God cannot be contradictory. God cannot go against himself because that's against his nature. Let me have somebody else that if he is true, he can never be alive. If y'all could help me out, man. I, I, I got a few with you, but if I could just get more with me, I, I'll be done. I'll be done in a minute. But I, I want you to realize this, that, that, that if God is truth, then he, as he said, he's not the son of man that he shall repent. Or the son of man that he shall lie. Will he not say? Will he not do? I throw this one for free. Jesus did not come to the tomb of, Lazarus, of Mary and Martha and say, I changed my mind. No, he came and said, "Lazarus, come forth," because he already made up his mind. Way back, he looked early. He told them, "We're going to go see him." Yeah. Hallelujah! And so I see this. So the look how Paul puts it. it, says so. Or so Paul said it this way in Romans: Or does not the potter have the right over the clay to make to make from the same lump one vessel for honorable use? Or another for common use, as it says in New American Standard New Living Translation, says it this way, when the powder makes jars out of clay, doesn't he have the right to use the same lump of clay to make jars of decoration? Another to throw, to throw garbage into? Mm. Do you see how God has the right to form us and to make us? Have thine, O way, Lord. So whose hand would you rather be in? The, man, the man's hands that do not care about your well-being or the Lord's hands? Who do you trust to always be right in the decision? Man that, that changes like the wind or God who does not change like the shifting shadows for every good and perfect gift? Comes from the Lord. So when you are in God's hand, you are in the hand that controls the world. You are in the hand who blesses whom he chooses and shows compassion on whom he shows compassion. Think about this. God, who is right in all that he does, look at how he proclaims his name to Moses as as it recorded in Exodus. Then the Lord passed by in front of him and proclaimed, the Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, thank you, Lord, and abounding in loving kindness and truth, who keeps loving kindness for thousands, who forgives iniquity, thank you, Lord, transgressions and sins, thank you, Lord, and yet he will not, he by no means leave the guilty unpunished, visiting the iniquity of fathers on the children and on the grandchildren to the third and the fourth generations. That latter part, I don't worry about too much, because I said, Lord, I give my life over to you, and I want your blessings to go down to thousands of generations. Any parents here that want your children to be blessed? Well, the best way to make sure that your children are blessed is for you to have, make yourself in the hands of, of the Lord, for there's a, there's a great reward, there's a promise in keeping his commandments so this is the same god who has chosen to show you mercy by sending his only begotten son to pay the penalty of sin for you by dying on the cross to rise again from the grave this loving god who desires for a man to be saved has shown mercy by letting us see today ought to stop right there because some of us can't even praise god for who we are but some of us need to praise God for what, he's not, for what he has not done to us. Mm. See, see, see. If we, look, if we tell the truth about ourselves, many of us said, No, I should not be sitting here today. For the wages of sin is death. And before I can get to that wages part, I was reminded that there's none righteous before the Lord. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. If I go truth to this matter, if we go back, God told Moses that I'm going to start over. He told him, man, I'm going to get rid of them and start with you. And Moses, Lord, have mercy. And he interceded on, on their behalf. I don't know about you, but there's many times in my life that I know God has looked at me and said, I'm just going to start over. <laughs> but I'm glad that I have someone who's sitting at the right hand of the Father, interceding on my behalf. Sounds just like my mother I said, Lord, you know he ain't got no good sense. Be mercy on him. Have compassion. He said he proclaimed his name. The Lord is long-suffering. Let me hear somebody else. That means he suffers long. (laughs) Because he's great in mercy and in compassion. So just for seeing today is an opportunity to worship him, to magnify him, to glorify his holy name. Because he did not give me what I do deserve. I do deserve punishment. I do deserve pain. But yet he, he, but while we're yet still sinners, he died on the cross for my sins. And, and he redeemed me. And he set me free out of the bondage of darkness. So I'm in this marvelous light. And that's why I get excited because I know for a fact who the Son sets free. Is free indeed. So this loving God that is grace shows us grace because he's a just God because it's his right look at the subject in the Paul his letter is Israel who received God's favor the subject shows us God chose Abraham who had two sons but one was chosen to be the promise and that was Isaac but it but it's not as though the word of God has failed for they're not all Israel who are descendants from Israel nor are they all children because they are Abraham's descendants, but through Isaac your descendants will be named. Then Isaac had two sons, but one was to be chosen, and that was Jacob. And not only this, but there was Rebecca also when she had conceived twins by one man, our father Isaac, for though the twins were not yet born and had not done anything good or bad, so that God's purpose according to his choice would stand, not because of works, but because of him who calls, it was said to her, the older will serve the younger, just as it is written, Jacob I love, but Esau I hate this statement I said again brings pause to our ears. What should, what should be understood is that when God chose Jacob, he at the same time rejected Esau. But it's not an, et- an eternal damnation. This was not an eternal destination, but this was a temporal t- choice that whom I choose to bless. This was not because of good or bad, but the purpose of the will of the Father. This was not eternal judgment, but a selection of the promise to be carried out. This also shows that God's grace is what saves us. His sovereign choice to show his compassion on whosoever believe in his son. The selection of Jacob is a sign of God's sovereignty and choice. Our salvation is also a result of God choosing to show us mercy. To us, while we were sinners, to send Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. So then it does not depend on the man who wills, nor the man who runs, but on God who has mercy. Tell you never, it depends only on God's mercy. I want us to grab here that when he chose Jacob over Esau, that he he chose the nation of Israel over the nation of Edom. But it wasn't a temporal damnation upon them. For God's will that no man so perish would all come to repentance. I also want to grab this, that put yourself in that circumstances. Anybody ever play cards or played a game with a friend, but they didn't choose you? It was not an indictment that I no longer want to be friends with you. I'm no longer going to talk to you. You can no longer call my name. It just meant that at this moment, I'm going to choose the better. Many of us in the car plays in the place, I I play to win. And so I'm looking for a winning partner. And and, and I heard some people say in the marriages this way, that I don't play with my husband because I want to stay happily married. (laughs) Which is pointing out that him not choosing me does not make me feel rejected or lesser than, but I understand that he chose to go with this partner over me. And so the same process that God chose Jacob over Esau does not put a damnation upon Esau saying that he was no good because the selection was done before they were even born. They were in their mother's womb, but God chose whom he wanted to bless to carry out the blessing for the promise, which is pointing out to the Israelites that many of them are working, trying to be saved. Can you help me out? Tell your neighbor good enough is not good enough. Some people think that if I do good things, I'll get good things because I serve a good God. One, one part of that is correct that you do maybe serving a good God, but doing good things won't get you into heaven. Let me help you out. There was a, a rich young man that I'm telling y'all, who he, he, he was more devout than I ever will be. Some of y'all might catch on the way home. And, and he went to Jesus and said, what must I do to get it? Jesus told him how you need to love that mother and father, you know, do not commit adultery, do not do, not do all these things. He said, I've done all these. I'm looking at like that. I can't say that. Some of y'all might get on the way home. I'm just telling like it is. And so he said, well, sell all your stuff and follow after me. Then he left sad. He did right, but he couldn't get right. So it's pointing out that no matter your will, your desire, or how well you run, Israelites, he's talking to the Israelites now in the proper context, no matter how much you obey the law, do you understand Paul made the argument earlier that we are no longer under the law, but we're under grace. So the law will not save me, but grace will save me. Works will not save or even... Just keeping the law. And this was, was Paul's pointing out in verse 16 when he says that the will of man cannot save man. The gospel according to John shows us this way, that those who are saved by the light, who are born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. That's John 1 13 This shows that man's will or desire will not result in their salvation, but they must be born again through Jesus Christ. Can you help me? I preach that to somebody. Say, so you must be born again. Some of y'all got so sad, you didn't look at the other person told him that, but I want y'all to get, really look at it and say, you must be born again. Because some of y'all don't even know the law like Nicodemus, and you, and you think you're living right, but Nicodemus knew the law, but he realized, I must be born again. Help me out, just tell it to your neighbor, say, you must be born again. <laughs> Hope you he heard what they was telling to you, that you must be born again. <laughs> some of y'all thought y'all talking to somebody else, but you need to look at yourself and say, I must be born again. Because in order for me to realize that it's not my will, it's not my desire, but by God's grace that he's chosen me, so I must be hell of somebody. That I must change my mind, I must change the way I walk, change the way I talk, change the way I live. Because no longer is I who live, but it's he that lives in me. The second he points out is Who runs. The Hebrew writer talks about it in this way, Hebrews 12, talking about how we should run such a race as there is such a cloud of witness all around us. Or in 1 Corinthians 9 and 24, he points out how we should run as though we are running the right race not for a perishable crown. So they understood the word of running was to running out their faith, working out their salvation in fear and trembling. But what he's writing to the Jews, y'all know the, 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 the recipients of the letter were the Jews in Rome, and he's writing to the Jews saying, no matter how much you run for this faith of this Old Testament, this will not save you. Paul goes on to say that I was a Pharisee a Pharisee. I, I was a great. I'm a Jew amongst Jews, but I caught all that stuff rubbish, all that stuff garbage in comparing the knowledge of I know of Jesus Christ. So this powerful statement, summarizes that Paul is showing the Israelites that, three gen- that th- through their genetics, that will not save them, through the obedience of the law, will not save them. It's God's will. It's through the promise that came through Jacob over Esau. This leads to, to the next question of Paul's arguments of this. If it is God's will, who can fight against God's will? When you look at that, it says that, well, didn't God harden Pharaoh's heart so how could Pharaoh fight against God, right? But if you look closely, that God gave Pharaoh many opportunities. But Pharaoh refused to believe. I don't know about you, but if somebody drop a stick in front of me, and it turns into a snake. I'm going to give my magicians, and they drop their sticks, and it turns into a snake, but... That snake ate all my snakes. <laughs> I'm going to think what you got is greater. So the first five Pharaoh said, you know what? You might be right. Second five plagues. All right, you might be right. No, 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 no. What we do, let them go. Hardened. He, he refused to believe. But yet also look how God purposely chose Moses for his will. So we see this on the contrary. Who are you, O man? Who answers back to God? The thing molded will not say to the molder, why did you make me like this? Or does not the powder have a right over the clay to make from the same lump one vessel for honorable use, the other for common use or one for for decoration, one for use of garbage? God has the right to show his mercy as he does his wrath. What if God, although willing to demonstrate his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much patience vessels of wrath, prepared for destruction? He did so to make known the riches of his glory upon vessels of mercy, which he prepared beforehand for glory. What motivation then now to live a life for the one who chose to show his mercy to those who believe in Jesus Christ the Lord? Not to be rebellious to his will, but allow his mercy to lead us to repentance. Let us behold the rock of In Zion, the chief cornerstone, behold, I lay in Zion, a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. And we and he who believes in him will not what be disappointed. We said it last, last, last month. We talked about they that wait upon the Lord shall so knew their strength. Or the psalmist says, on you, o Lord, o Lord, I wait all the day. He said, Lord, I put my trust in you and that I will not be disappointed. What well, we need to realize that our, our salvation is not based on our works. It's not based on how well we can keep His word, but it's based on that what He has done for us. What has He done for us? Y'all asked some great questions this morning. He sent His only begotten Son. When did He send His only begotten Son? I'm glad you're doing history that you want to know at what time he sent his only begotten son. All you got to do is realize that while you are yet still a sinner, that's when he sent him. Some of y'all didn't cast on what time was that? At the right time. I think the song said that God's an all-time God. Yes, he is. That that while I was still a sinner in desperate need of a Savior, God with his great sovereign choice, because it is his right. I'm glad you got the right God, that he sent his only begotten son. He could have he sent an angel. Watch out, somebody. He could have sent another Moses. Watch out, somebody. But he said, I'm going to send you the very best. And We realize this, that God chose us. That yes, yes, we are destined for destruction. He could choose to show us his wrath. Go back to the gospel according to John. It says that the, he, Jesus did not come to condemn the world, but to save the world. Watch out, somebody. He could have came and said, you know, y'all messed up. It's over. But no, he came back and said, I'm telling you, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. I want you to grab here that Paul said it earlier that God has given us his grace, his mercy to lead us into repentance. Tell your neighbor, lead into repentance. Which means is that some of us need to realize that we are going the wrong direction. And only by his grace I'm seeing today not to, do, to mess up again, but to go down the right path. He has given us the chief cornerstone the rock of ages he has given us his son and look how he's given us his son not because how good we are not because of we we deserve it but because he chose to do y'all see that in the text that God chose to show us his mercy not because he has to but because he wants to I want us to grab this in our lives and realize that God is not forcing you to serve him, but he wants you to serve him. You don't have to serve God. Some people say, I have to. That gets on my nerve when people say, I have to forgive. No, you don't. You don't have to forgive, but you should want to forgive. someone's going to go around and say, I have to. See, 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 God gave us his commandments to let us understand what is right. But when you love him, you want to do what is right. Some of y'all looking at me and say, no, that's that. I have to because it's a commandment. Well, let me put it down to you like this. Jesus said it this way. This is the Lord God. i himself. Him that died on the cross and rose again from the grave. But while he was walking here, he said these things. He said, Lord, not my will. But your will. He says, Lord, I, I, I realize I have to, but I realize I want to. I want your will to be done. I want you to have your way. Because, Lord, I realize that nothing I do is good enough for God because if it's your will, it must be good. Because you're a good God. Yes, he is. Uh, He's compassionate. Yes, he is. He's merciful. Yes, he is. How long does his love endure? It endures forever. And y'all looking at me like I said it, but no, that's what God said. He says, I'm compassionate, now I'm merciful. My love endures forever. I sow mercy on whom I want to sow mercy. I sow compassion on whom I want to sow compassion. That's why I, I stop right there because I ain't worried about the latter part no more. About whom you're going to show wrath on because I ain't worried about them. Because I'm not part of that group. I'm going to close with this to whosoever. Whosoever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Whosoever's, whosoever's name is not in the book of life. Will be thrown into the pit, which whosoever will you be? Whosoever believing in Him receive His mercy. Whosoever have rejected Him, have chose the wrong choice, will be punished because He has the right. And then when you look at whosoever's going into that that, that chasm, it is the unbelief, the unbelievers, the rebels are going in. I want you to grab it. They did not say the sinners went in. I'm get on the way home. But their lack of belief that he is God. The Hebrews writer says about these whosoever's that, that it is impossible to please God without faith. faithful man must believe who he is and earnestly seek him. Earnestly seek him and believe that he is a rewarder of those who earnestly seek. The meaning is this, that if I love him, I seek after him to do his will because I believe from him for what he is. Deacon, know what I'm talking about, but we ran into somebody saying that if you to die today, where would you spend? This person said, "I know I'm going to spend in hell, and I ain't ready to go to heaven yet." And walked away, ready to go to hell. Why? Lack of belief. I was talking to another person, this person. I was trying to encourage them to put the beard down. He said, you can you can walk away. I'm not ready. I said, what you're saying that you love this more than you love God. You said you need this more than you need God. Yeah, that's not what I'm saying. But that's what your actions are showing, that you'd rather have this than Jesus. Some of us need to get real in our own lives. We can sing a song because there's no pressures, there's no troubles. I'd rather have Jesus than silver and gold. But let somebody come in front of you with some silver and some gold. Let somebody come in front of you with all the things that your heart longs after and say, Lord, no, I want you more than I want any of these things. Because realize, Lord, I realize that you sacrificed. You died on the cross for my sins and I am that whomsoever that believes in you shall not perish. So Lord, says, I believe in you, then I believe your word is true. And I'll hold on to you. So we need to realize that he's sovereign in his choice. And that in his sovereign choice, help me out, can somebody say he chose me? in his sovereign choice who did he choose he, who did he choose amen. me Jesus says I chose you I called you out aren't you glad he called you out amen, amen. amen. walk in the call of your life God knows the purpose his plans for you right as a prosperity, not a peril. So if God is for us, who can be against us? So why not walk with our God? Can we sing that last verse? Just I'm, I'm, one more time. Have that on way, Lord. I'm, I'm done, y'all. Y'all can just help me close on out. Hey. patiently wait upon you for you are our salvation you are our deliverer lord there might be someone here that lord that has decided to ha- let you to have your way in their lives that they've been walking around the wrong path but today they turn over to you god because you chose them you called them they heard you hush and, and call their name lord i pray right now out of obedience they would just confess with their mouth and believe in heart that you did die on the cross and rose from the grave And that they accept you as a personal Lord and Savior. Amen.